Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to this edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray and my friend Harry Spate is with us again. And I'm not going to give you all his bio and information about him again, because most of you listened to this last week and you can see it in the notes that are printed along with the podcast. But if you were here last week, I know you enjoyed Harry and hearing his story. And in addition to a keynote speaker, Coach, he's the author of Selling with Dignity, Your Formula for Life-Changing Sales Results. And This is a quote-unquote spiritual podcast, if you will. And some people might say, well, what are you interviewing a sales guy for on a spiritual podcast? Well, first of all, contrary to what religion may have told you, everything is spiritual. There is no secular and spiritual. Everything is spiritual. We're all connected with each other. God is in everyone. We're all in this thing together. We may not realize that everything is spiritual. I mean, I've looked in the past. I say, oh, God, where were you when I was sowing my wild oats and doing this or doing that? And and God just said to me, I was right there with you. There's no separation. So having said that, Harry's really good at sales and coaching people and helping people with sales. And in his book, Selling with Dignity, and what he does with his coaching, he talks about three key things that he wants people to be aware of in sales. And so, Harry, I'm going to turn it over to you and ask you to talk about those things with us. Sure. And I appreciate you, Paul, for having me on again. And I do believe that selling is a spiritual connection. And you'll see the cover of the book is a handshake. It's like a celestial handshake. Ah. Because to me, it's all about spirit. So much of the book is, I guess I can say this, I actually thought for each chapter, a ancient text, I referred to it because I didn't want it to become a religious book, Mm -hmm. but I came from the background of being a missionary and the good book was, you know, my textbook. Mm -hmm. And so each chapter in the book, I found a ancient text from the Bible, you know, do unto others, iron sharpens iron keep on asking, you know, various things like that. And ended up having 26 chapters that all had Bible verses. Oh, really? Well, I scrapped that. (laughs) And the reason I did was I didn't want it to be a Christian book, not this book, because the message, I realized that some people are turned off by the message, but they can pick up the message inside of the pages, Mm -hmm. right? You can't hide it. Right. But I just didn't want it to be front and center. So the aim is really to help people. It's called selling with dignity, but you can't sell with dignity if you're not living with dignity and living with dignity covers a wide aspect of our lives. And so it was my contribution to, you know, make the world a little bit of a better place. You know, hoping that someone would read it and make a spiritual connection. Sure. Whether that be treating someone that they wouldn't normally treat well or looking at their 
purpose in life and so forth. So that kind of ties into with your yeah. podcast theme, I think. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So the thing about entrepreneurs, right? You know, most entrepreneurs have not had sales training. So you mentioned you were in sales for a while and you also had retail a retail store. Did you get sales training from the retail store? Did you get sales training from being in sales? Well, initially, and we talked about this a little before, my sales training was just being myself. I bought an existing store a few months after I graduated from college in in the town where I went to college here in Lawrence, Kansas. I thought that that's what I wanted to do. So I actually worked for free for the owner for three or four months just to see if I would like it, you know, if I was any good at it. Uh, And I found out, well, yeah, I do like it. And I was good at it. You know, people related well to me. We had good quality products. I believed in them. And so I could sell them. And, you know, it may very well have helped that in those three or four months uh, when I worked for free, I wasn't worried about getting fired or getting a paycheck or whether or not I actually made the sale. You know, I, I wanted to see if I could do it. Then once I bought it, I was 21, 22 years old. And so I had been selling myself, if you will. I'd had a band a jazz group when I was in college and continue to do that for all during that time. And, and actually, I still do that. So in essence, I was selling my product, myself, my band to people. So I continue with that. But then the companies that we represented with band instruments and guitars and different things, they would have sales seminars and stuff like that. And, you know, and I, I would go to some of them and I would learn techniques and things like that. So To answer your question, I think I learned sales from real life experiences and seeing what worked and what didn't work and picking up good things that I related to from people and discarding the ones that I didn't like and that didn't work for me. Exactly. And so if you could do it all over again, would you like to go back and say, I could do that or I would handle certain things differently? Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's really the whole purpose of the book. And having conversations like this is to help people get their sales without necessarily going through years of anguish <laughs> and saying, why isn't this working? So an example like you, you said, well, look, you were selling your band and you had this personality, you had this product that you believed in, which was the band, the music that came out of it. And you didn't have a problem because promoting yourself, right. but not everyone's mm-hmm. like that. Right. Sometimes people are very shy, they're introverted, and they'll look at a person like you or myself and say, Oh, you guys are natural, you're fun. I'm just not like that. Right. I I like to read books, I like to be alone. And now I have to sell because I've got this great company I'm trying to build and I have to go out and sell, and I'm just not comfortable with that. Right. So, do you know people like that? Sure. You seem to be nodding. So so if we think of people like that, then, well, how can they sell, right? And that's really the, the book is for a few different types of people. But selling with dignity to me is serving. So do you ever go to a fine restaurant, Paul? I do as often as I can. Especially, okay. Especially Great. if other people buy. Is, is all right. Awesome? Excellent. There's a hint there, folks. For all of Paul's friends who are listening, he likes to be treated to a nice dinner. <laughs> Uh, So if you're at a nice restaurant and a server comes by and they offer you a wine list, do you view them as being a pushy salesperson? No. 
No, right? They're just offering you wine. And then they come by and after you choose your wine, or maybe you just say, I want water or lemon, whatever. They said, would you like an appetizer to start? Do you think of them being as a pushy salesperson? No. No. So you order an appetizer. They say, let me tell you about the specials, right? You get to where I'm going with this. Yeah. Right. They're trying to provide a great experience for you. Are they selling? Kind of selling, aren't they? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because they know where I am in the country, and I think it's true, wherever I go, the higher the check is, and if you keep the same percentage, let's use 20% of the tab is their tip. The more they get that check raised, the higher their tip will be. If it's 20% of $50, it's not quite as good as 20% of $100. Sure. Right? So the restaurants put servers in place and the excellent ones serve and ask for the order. They serve and ask for the order. And they hear the word no frequently, like, no, I don't need a glass of wine, but thank you. I'm just gonna have water. No, I don't really need an appetizer. The specials look great, but I'm gonna order the steak that's on the menu. How does the server respond? Do they say, oh, you, you're such a jerk. I can't believe you're not taking any of my specials. I can't stand you. I hope you leave. I hope I never have to see. No, they're gonna give you great service. So this comically is how I view sales, right? We're servers and all we're doing is we're offering our product or our service in a tactful way where people may say no to us, but it's okay because we're still serving. Does that make sense to you? I'm I'm taking notes. That's okay. Okay. So helping an entrepreneur, just even though they're not, pushy salespeople and they never will be, they typically know how to serve. So if you have a great product service for your clients, and maybe, uh, I don't know, I'm going to think of an IT company that's going to help a network be secure so a business doesn't get hacked. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Well, maybe they don't want to talk about it. So they say things like, I do IT. And you know they leave it at that, and the person who is listening says, "Oh, how interesting!" Not, and they don't really want to have the conversation because the person is not conversational. But think about how an IT person can serve. And so instead of just saying, "I do IT," you might say something along the lines of, "Do you know how everybody's worried about their computer?" getting hacked into or their records being stolen or being held up for ransomware. Do you know how that's in the news constantly? Well, I help people remove that concern from their lives. Mm -hmm. And how I do that is, and there you go, right? Now they go into serving mode. So all they have to do is say a little bit about what they do and say, is that part of your life being taken care of today? You know, it's a simple question. Someone might say, yeah, it is. I'm all set. Or someone says, no, not really. Well, do you want to talk about that a little more? I mean, uh, at your convenience, I'm, you know, I'm not the pushy type, but you want to set something up in the calendar and we'll chat and see if I might be able to serve you. It takes the pressure off, right? What do you think? Perfect. Yeah. So, Perfect. so this is my approach to sales. But then you have, I don't know if you have have ever heard someone 
always talking about what they do. And they say things like, I can't help myself. I'm so excited about my product or I'm so excited about my company. I can't help but talk about it. Did you ever hear anyone say something like that, Paul? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to be popular at parties if you're like that, right? <laughs> People are going to say, oh, here comes Harry again. He's going to talk about his book. Harry's book is the only thing. he. So people start putting two and two together. If that's all we're talking about, then we're leading with me. And who is the most important person in the conversation? Yes. It's not me. It's you, right? Right. Like Dale Carnegie would say uh, something along the lines, people don't care how much you know until you show how much you care. It's all about listening. So the person that's talking a lot, we just have to learn to bite our tongues and just flip it around and ask people what interests them. You know, what, like, so if someone's an entrepreneur and they're calling on businesses, instead of saying, well, I do IT services and we're really good. We've been in business for 25 years. The buck stops with us. We're awesome. We got all these people that work with us and they love us. Who listens to that? So most people, once they hear that this is about someone else rambling on, they start checking out mentally and they start thinking about what's for dinner, you know, what's on Facebook right now. And, you know, my dog's kind of hungry, so maybe I should go feed my dog. They're not interested. So instead of leading with this, me, turn it around and say things like, what are you doing today to prevent yourself from, you know, having these ransomware attacks? That may be one thing, but even better is how are you staying on top in business? Because you're obviously running a successful business. What are some of the things that you're doing to stay on top of your game? Now, the person cannot be daydreaming when you just ask a specific question like that. Yeah. And you're showing genuine interest. Like, what are you doing to stay on top of your game? And that's what most salespeople don't do. And so in order to sell, you don't have to be talking about yourself. You can really be talking about the other person. And hopefully after you talk about them enough, they start feeling like, okay, you talked about me enough. What is it you do? And then you come back and you don't want to puke all over people. You go back to, do you know how ransomware is in the news a lot? Or did you see at Home Depot or Target, they lost, you know, someone hacked into the list, got all the social security numbers. You see how that stuff happens? I help solve that problem. So now you've got a little conversation and you don't have to drown them with more information. And that's where a lot of people get stuck because they feel like yeah. if they have a listening ear, what's the thing to do? Yeah. Keep talking, right? Yeah. And instead, it's better to ask to break it up. So like I could go on here and tell you all the things about my book, but I'm going to ask you, Paul, when you hear someone just talk about themselves what is it that you start to do? Tune out. Tune out, right. Exactly. <laughs> and that's natural. We yeah. start to tune out. And uh, I read, I don't know, have you ever heard of A Storied Brand? It's uh, a book written by Donald Miller. And he shares in his book that the average attention span now 
It's either six seconds or eight seconds. And our mind starts to drift. And that's Good. why we're all so glued to our phones because it's real easy to scroll and not pay attention. And this is, you know, yeah. unfortunately, they're habits of ours. Mm-hmm. But he mentions that when people hear a story, even if it's once upon a time, once they start to hear a story, they start to get engaged in the story. So when I think about that, I think about, you know, going to the movies, you know, he talks about the Star Wars, you know, the story that's in, get involved in Star Wars, that Mark Hamill is, who's the hero in Star Wars? Is it Luke Skywalker? Is it Yoda? And he starts to share about all these different patterns that we see that there's a guide in a story. There's a guide that's leading the hero. The hero frequently is reluctant. And all of this actually could help people in sales by highlighting their clients as the actual heroes versus the salesperson or the business person or the entrepreneur being the hero saying, I do all these things for my people. And we've been in business for a hundred years. Nobody cares. But when we turn it and flip it on them and make them the hero, then all kinds of good things happen. Yeah. What's your thought on that? Oh, yeah, I I certainly resonate to that. And especially from someone who has a tendency to talk too much. I know the look when people's uh, eyes glaze over or they start scrolling through their their phone. But I have learned, and I'm, I'm still in progress, still learning, but people would much rather hear about themselves. And especially, they don't want to be told how they're deficient in some area in a uh, derogatory way. Certainly, part of sales is well, it's generally said creating a need. I don't want to create a false need with somebody. If they have a genuine need, you know, I want to bring that up and show them how we can serve that. But I certainly don't ever want to create a false need or something that's not there and get them to buy, you know, based on fear. Exactly. And you're a person of faith. And, you know, for years and years, I mean, centuries, people use the fear that they associated with their faith in trying to motivate people to join the movement, right? Yeah. Let's talk about that in our next interview, if you get sure. time. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a topic. Yeah. But that whole thing about creating that type of situation, it's still being used today. I mean, it's being used in business where people put guilt and pressure on others to make a sale. And, you know, I'm just not a fan of that. So that's why I go back to the server in the restaurant where they're constantly providing valuable service and we can do the same as an entrepreneur, providing valuable service, educating our clients, and then Mm. kind of letting it go and seeing where the prospect goes. Yeah. Right. Because sometimes they're going to circle back and it may be the next day or maybe a month, it may be six months, maybe six years. Yeah. Right, it doesn't happen overnight. No, that yeah, and we're, we're building relationships. And uh, I think one of your things was treat people the way uh, you want to love others, listen, treat others the way you want to be treated, speak with tact, persist, persist. We uh, and that that's not at least when I look at that, that's not persisting till you get them to sign on the bottom line, <laughs> hey, wearing them out. But, yeah, that that's staying the course of the business so that you're around. They may buy from somebody different right now, 
But if you stay in business and do a good job and help enough people, the next time they need a this or that and you sell it, they're going to be more apt to come to you. Exactly. And that whole thing on persistence um, reminds me too, where people, uh, I'm going to go with, actually, it kind of ties in with making the ask where the server isn't going to just say, we have wine, we have some great wines, right? We have an incredible list of wines. Well, that's nice, but they have to ask, (laughs) would you be interested in seeing the list, right? Would you be interested in trying a bottle or a glass, right? They can't just say, we've got incredible wines here. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That's nice to know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So as an entrepreneur is having conversations, business conversations, it's okay to make an ask, which is not necessarily say, would you like to buy what I'm selling? But would you like to have another conversation or would you like to learn more? Or are you open to having another conversation about this and see if I might be able to bring some value to you? Right. right? That's a very pleasant ask. And most people yeah. are going to say, sure. And where the persistence comes in is saying, okay, so they may say no, right? But that doesn't mean it's no forever. Yeah. Right. And this yeah. is where a lot of people who are not in sales will say, well, they already told me no, you know, in 1983. So <laughs> I can't I can't come back and ask again. Yeah. So, but we can yeah. because people change, their views change, their circumstances change, their needs change. Yeah. So they'll respect us. They may say no again, but they respect us for being polite and saying, you know, it's been a while since we chatted. Would you be open up for a conversation again yeah. since it's been a while and see if we might uh, find out a little bit more about what you're doing these days? Yeah, exactly. Right? Oh, that's wonderful. Guys, uh, Harry, our, our time is up again, but I know our listeners want to hear more as I do too. So we're going to finish this interview and, and do one more if that's all right with you. Okay. I love uh, it. Yeah. So as we finish up, boy, I want to encourage you guys who are listening If you have any interest in sales at all, or if you're in sales or have a a relative uh, who is, this book comes at it probably from a different standpoint than maybe you've thought of or been brought to your attention before. And the principles are not only timeless, but they're spiritual and they're very good. So Harry, tell us again how they can get a hold of you and how they can get a hold of your book. Yeah. So if you Google (laughs) Selling with Dignity, you search for that on Amazon, or if you go to sellingwithdignity.com, that will push you to my website and you can see where you can get the book and so forth. The website's uh, still getting worked out, but you can still find the book and find me and maybe set up a calendar invite where we can chat. Great. I'm happy to help. Thanks. And we'll visit again and people will hear our next episode a week later. So Harry, thanks again for being with us. Thanks, everybody, for being with us. Thank you. See you all next time. All right. Awesome. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.